Hello, hello, and welcome back to another edition of the See Us Podcast. This is a joyous day. The day has finally come. Jalen Brown is helping out the pod. Him and the Boston Celtics agreed to a five-year, $304 million, fully guaranteed super max contract. The wait is over. The worry is over. The wondering is over. Jalen Brown is here to stay, and he will be a Boston Celtic for this upcoming year and for many years to come. Very happy the Celtics and Jalen finally have come to an agreement. So we will talk about that in the first segment here and then also talk about Peyton Pritchard making headlines as he is going to be playing for the Team USA Select Team. We'll talk about how that can impact him not only as a good experience, but also impact him maybe coming into training camp, maybe having that upper edge on some other guys and kind of playing for his keep, playing for a rotation spot. I think you can maybe etch him in for a, you know maybe a good 15 to 20 minutes now, but Peyton has a real big opportunity ahead of him in year four, so we'll talk about how that will be a really big experience for him. We'll also talk about some potential lineup combinations for the Boston Celtic. My man Nate, N-E-I-G-H-T underscore on Twitter, throwing out just a little prompt yesterday asking people maybe what some of their favorite lineup combinations would be for those this upcoming season. So I jotted a few of my own down. We'll talk about that here in the third and final segment. So a fun episode. Jalen Brown has finally inked a contract extension. We'll talk about it all here on episode seven. Yes, episode seven. Jalen Brown wears number seven. It's episode seven. I'm wearing the juice shirt. I wore that this morning before any contract extension was agreed upon. But episode seven, a pretty special one here. We'll talk about that all and more on episode seven of the See Us podcast. We have finally made it. The Jalen Brown truthers rejoice today. Jalen Brown and the Boston Celtics have agreed to a five-year, $304 million Supermax contract extension. I, I work from home. Uh, I was just sitting on a phone call, and then I get this little notification. I just see a picture of Jalen Brown, and I say, oh, my God, it has finally happened. I, th- I thought, oh, maybe it's a trade quest. I was like, no, there's no way. This, is, this has got to be the deal. Shams tweets at 11.04, breaking Boston Celtics star Jalen Brown has agreed to a five-year, $304 million Supermax contract extension with the franchise. The richest deal in NBA history. Finally done. Jalen Brown is locked up five more years. Fully guaranteed contract. No player option, but he did get a trade kicker, which is for less than 15% of the max. So maybe that's what the debate was about or... The negotiation and the back and forth, I guess that's what took so long. I'm sure Jalen's camp probably wanted both the trade kicker and the player option. But the Celtics, if I had to choose one of the two, I'd probably go with the trade kicker. While that does still give him leverage, any player has leverage now. It doesn't even matter if they have four fully guaranteed years or three like we're seeing with Damian Lillard right now. Obviously, he has a player option and stuff like that, but... Players still have leverage. If Jalen does want to leave eventually, he's going to be able to, uh, but he has the trade kicker now. No player option is huge. Five straight years. I'm hoping the the Celtics fan in me is wanting this to last forever and Jalen Brown and JT to go off in Celtics infinity, but we'll see. Uh, but now we, we have the building block. Jalen Brown is here to stay, which is awesome. I thought a really cool nugget was that Jalen requested he wants to do his extension press conference, not really an, an intro presser like they do at the Arbac Center. He wants to do it as his, at his Juice Bridge program, which is a collabor- collaboration with MIT for minority high school students. So that's really cool. 
We've seen in the past few weeks, Jalen did go to Spain and then he did come back. He was in Dorchester doing a court reveal. He's just really involved in this community. And now he wants to do his intro presser and probably the most Jalen Brown way possible. This guy just loves to give back and he's a huge voice in this community. I think, you know, basketball aside, having Jalen Brown in Boston for hopefully the next five years, fulfill this contract, hopefully even longer, just the impact and the voice he has. I think it's just so valuable. It's more valuable than basketball sometimes. But having a guy like Jalen Brown sticking around, I think, is awesome. Uh, I'm already seeing people say, oh, I cannot wait for July 25th, 2024. We can trade Jalen Brown. I, you know, I saw some negativity today, but I saw a lot of, you know, sighs of relief on Twitter. But, I mean, the Jalen Brown haters, they're going to hate. I think everyone who doesn't like him or didn't want him back is freaking out at this contract number. And like I said in, in podcasts before, $304 million, it's the richest right now, but in a year from now, Tatum's deal is probably going to top that. Someone else's deal, we'll, we're going to see $400 million probably soon. I mean, heck, we're, we're going on a trajectory where someone's going to be making $100 million a year. I don't know when that's going to be, but I think the max Jalen could get is up to around 60 or $70 million in like the 2028 season, which is just wild. But by then, that's probably going to be the 10th or you know, 11th richest contract in the league. It's still going to be very, you know, rich, obviously, in, in one of the top contracts. But it, this is a number that people are going to be freaking out about now. Yes, it is taking up 35% of the cap, which we may run into that issue later on. Obviously, Tatum is most certainly getting that super max next year. So that's two max players taking up nearly 60, 70% of the cap. You also have Porzingis tied down to a deal. So your top three players are really going to be taking up a lot of this cap space. I'm hoping they can get something done with Derek White soon. He is extension eligible. He'd probably be the next big domino for me because I'd really like to keep him around. I like how he fits with both Jalen and Jason. But now it's just, it's nice to say both Jalen and, you know, or both Jason and Jalen because Jalen is here. He's locked down. Not that he wasn't going to be. He still had a year left on his contract. But having that security, having this deal finally off all of our backs, and I'm sure Jalen's as well. I'm sure he's happy this negotiation is done. Now we can just focus on training camp coming up. I'm even more excited for that. We have a, you know, a big three, so to say, locked in with JT, JB, and KP. I like the, the two the two-letter abbreviations we can use with all of them. So now that that trio is locked in. Uh, KP locked in for this year and two more years after this. JT will get his extension. So that's the core you're really building around. How long is KP around? I don't know. How long is Jalen around? I don't know. Um, as I've said, maybe this is an audition to see who works better with Jason. Um, I'm hoping all three do and we can figure it out. And, you know, we're willing to pay those heavy second apron penalties if we are to get there. We're going to see how the cap situation is. Things could change. Obviously, this new CBA is around for quite a few more years. But this team's locked in. This is an investment in Jalen Brown. The player he is coming off an all-NBA season, which was terrific during the regular season. But, you know, the playoffs, not as much. And, you know, when you're in Boston, no one really cares that you average 26 in the regular season if you brought us a championship. And we did not get a championship last season. And I think that's the goal now. I think with how Jalen's contract is structured, Jason's will come up. And then Kristoff's, this is a, a prime two to three year window where you are going to be, well, you should be title favorites after that. But with those three, this is the core you can build around probably for the next two to three years. And then you're going to have to make a difficult decision. So we'll see. This group is locked in. Now it, it's time to win. We All the contract talk is behind us. It's all about 18 now. The money secured. That worry is finally off his back. 
But now it's time for Jalen to, you know, come back better and, and ready to win. I think his regular season scoring, he was terrific. I really like to see him improve on the defensive end. I think if he can get back to that two-way play we saw early in his career, that'll be vital. I think he sometimes gets lost on the defensive end, but I, I think this team as a whole was really lost. The, the connectivity wasn't there. Now you're adding in new pieces. So early on, there's going to be some unfamiliarity with this group, but if they can figure things out come you know January, February, right around the All-Star break, and, and they can start locking in for a deep run, I think – you know, we're in for a fun season. I'm just happy Jalen Brown is going to be around for it. You know, Jalen, I'm a Jalen supporter till the end. I hope he's here. I am hoping he is here for a long, long time. This was a terrific day for both sides. Celtics, you know, get some pluses from this deal. Jalen Brown, obviously getting the richest contract in NBA history is a huge plus. Uh, he's going to be on a six-month pay schedule, so he'll be getting more money in just a shorter amount of time. So I am just excited for them to to build around the Jays to get this season rolling. Jalen Brown, I, all the slander, man. I, I hope I hope you're just putting that in the back burner, using it as fuel, and you know you're ready to run this thing back. I think this season, especially especially for Jalen and Jason, how can they play off of one another? I think is going to be really important. Can they, you know, get? I, I love some of the sets we see glimpses of them. You know, JT being a you know a screener for Jalen or vice versa, just getting those two involved in actions and seeing how the defense reacts. It's so tough to leave one of them. Do you, you know, you, you help on a Jason drive if he blows by and then he can kick out to Jalen, who's a respectable three point shooter, vice versa, you know, cutting to the hoop. Jalen's terrific off ball. I just want these two to, to work off of each other a little bit more. Cause that's what you need out of your two superstars. Everyone just kept bringing up. We, we saw a terrific run from Jokic and Murray, just how they worked off of each other in crunch time. The offense was get the ball in Jamal or Jokic's hand, let them work in a pick and roll, and just see how things happen. I hope we start to see that out of these two. Obviously, there are two wings. I think Tatum's playmaking has really come along as of late. I'm hoping that's a step that Jalen can take as well. If we can see a bit of an improvement in the playmaking department like we've seen the last few years. But those two playing off each other is going to be so crucial because that's what can you know bring you a championship. We saw that this year with a terrific dynamic duo and a hard-nosed team that really worked well together. I'm hoping that's what we can have this year. And, and you know, adding Kristaps Porzingis, I think is going to be really important for Jalen especially. We see this team, when Jason Tatum is off the floor, really struggle. We need Jalen to be that lead guy you know, in a lineup. I think you want to keep Kristaps and Jalen in some of those non-Tatum lineups, how they can play off each other in the pick and roll, dribble handoffs. That's going to be key. But I want to see Jalen take some assertiveness and, you know, some of these stretches, you know, taking over the game for this team. I think Jason, you know, just being on the floor, just the attention that he attracts, it opens up a lot of things for Jalen Brown. But I'm hoping, can we see Jalen as, you know, a lead ball hand or a lead wing in a non-Tatum lineup, you know, kind of be able to keep a lead, gain a lead. Not saying he can't do that, but this team, offensively and on the defensive end just falls apart when Jason Tatum is not on the floor. JB, you're locked up, my man. Supermax contract. I want to see that next step from him being the leader in some of these non-Tatum lineups. And he is usually the leader. It's just the success rate's not there. I really want to see that from him this year. It's just, it's. I'm talking like Jalen was bad last year and he wasn't. It's just, you know, you want to see that next step from him. And I'm just excited he, he's locked up and we get to keep seeing more and more progression from this guy because every season he comes back more improved. It's just now, you know, this is a, a crucial window. Two to three years you really have with this core all intact. What can we do? 
Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum leading the way. Jalen Brown, my man, you're staying in Boston. I'm pumped about it. I'm excited. This was a ramble, but I just wanted to talk about JV because I've just been waiting so long to talk about it. The day has come. We can put that behind us. We are on to training camp. We got some more tweaks to make to this roster, I think, but Jalen Brown is a Boston Celtic, and I am pumped. Peyton Pritchard was in the headlines recently as he is going to be playing for the Team USA Select Team, a group that will help the real Team USA prepare for the upcoming World Cup. Very surprised to see Peyton Pritchard in the headlines. Was not expecting him to be a player that was selected, um, but he was selected on the least, and I, I'm, I'm very excited. I think this is a really big opportunity for him to kind of, you know, get get a good run in before training camp. This is a very important year for, for him. I think that, you know, going forward, is, is he a rotation guy? I think right now, yes, but I think he's got to come in with the mindset that he is a player that's going to be fighting for his minutes coming into training camp. He was someone who fell out of the rotation last season, but playing against some high level competition guys like Tyrese Halliburton, Jalen Brunson and Austin Reeves, getting to guard them, go up against them for a few days, you know, for this process with the select team. I think it's going to be really good for himself. I think it's a chance to, you know, prove himself coming into training camp and prove him, prove his worth, you know, throughout the league and maybe get some, you know, high key reps against some guys that are going to be representing our country. Joining Peyton Pritchard on the Team USA select team, we have Keegan Murray, Cade Cunningham, Jalen Duran, Langston Galloway. Love Langston Galloway, Jalen Green, Quinton Grimes, Chet Holmgren will be there. John Jenkins, he's with the G League Ignite. Herb Jones, Eric McKay of the G League Ignite, Trey Murphy, Nas Reed, and Jalen Williams. J, I think J Dub is what they would call the. I mean, not the better. I get. Yeah, I guess we'll say the better Jalen Williams. But I know it's J Will and J Dub. I cannot remember who is who, but Jalen Williams. A Rookie of the Year candidate. We'll leave it at that. That's how you can decipher who I'm talking about. We'll be joining Peyton on the select team. So those are guys he'll you know probably get to practice with. Those are high-level, up-and-coming players in the league. I guess we'll call Langston Galloway an up-and-coming player in the league. Um, but no, Peyton, you know, an opportunity to you know prove himself and you know come in with some fire. Uh, and this is just a really good experience for him before training camp. I think you know with Brogdon's injury history. Peyton could see even more floor time than a regular third string guard. I said in the intro, around 15 to 20 minutes. That's probably what I'd peg him in for right now. He, he can space the floor. We know he can shoot. You know, a, a capable 40% three-point shooter from deep was around league average, I think 36, 37% last year, but that was in limited reps. That was garbage time. Peyton has a real role. He's a, a three-point shooter. We know Joe Mazzula likes three-point shooters. So what can he do for the Celtics this year? I think defensively is where he's going to earn his keep. If he can defend, even when the shot's not there, obviously when the shot's there, he's going to be playing a lot. When the shot isn't there, if he can play defense, keep up with these quick guards that, you know, a guy like Malcolm Brogdon had some trouble with last season, especially in the postseason, you know, maybe that's where he can find his way onto the floor. We know he wants playing time. He's someone that requested a trade. I guess, yeah, publicly, I don't know if he really said the words requesting a trade, but he was definitely looking for an opportunity elsewhere. Celtics selected to keep him. Maybe that was looking ahead at what their summer plans was. I don't know if this was in the cards at the deadline last year, but obviously trading Marcus Smart was a reason enough to keep Peyton Pritchard around. And I, I like Peyton Pritchard. He was a, D a Danny Ainge guy. 
drafted him. Brad Stevens trusted him his rookie year. He was a guy early on in the season closing some games. That was an interesting roster. So there was a lot of opportunity for him there. But with the acquisition of Malcolm Brogdon, we saw his role diminish. And now with Marcus Smart gone, this is a chance for him to earn his role back and, you know, be that spark plug shooter off the bench. If he's hot, uh, you know, he can hit three or four in a row from downtown. So that's how he can find his way onto the floor. But defensively, if he cannot be as much of a liability, I think that will be really important. We know he's someone who can play off the ball. He can be a lead ball hander, but he can play in lineups with Derek White and Malcolm Brogdon. So Peyton Pritchard, a big summer this is a big summer already, but, you know, a big end of the summer ahead for him with playing on the select team, training camp coming up in September and October. I'm really hoping Peyton Pritchard can find his way back into the rotation. This is a guy that can play with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. He's proven that before, but can he carve out a real role for himself on this team? That is something we'll have to see. Can he, you know, play well enough where he's a rotation player going into the playoffs next season? Sure. Can he play well enough where the Celtics say, hey, I think we're going to move you, get you an opportunity where you can play more and you can get us a piece in return? That is a factor as well. So a lot on the line for Peyton Pritchard in year four. I'm hoping it all goes well. But this opportunity with the select team, playing against some high-level competition and playing with some high-level players is going to be really important. I'm, I'm very excited to see what Fast PP can do with his opportunity. And for this last segment, we are going to take a chance to look at some potential lineup combinations that the Celtics can use next season. They are at Joe Missoula's disposal. These are just a few of my favorites. I didn't even really cover them all, but these are just a few that came to mind quickly. And, and once again, just want to shout out Nate, N-E-I-G-H-T underscore on Twitter. Great Celtics content guy, just all around. He knows ball. Nate knows ball, that's for sure. So thank you so much for the idea. I did tweet out one of my potential lineups that I was interested in seeing. And I'll start with that one here. I think this is a potential closing group for the Celtics. Derek White, Malcolm Brogdon. We know how much Joe liked to close with Brogdon last year. If he's got it going offensively, he will most likely be closing most nights. So I think him and White in the backcourt, a lineup or a backcourt that, you know, produced some good results when they were on the floor together last season. So I think that it's probably your closing backcourt. Really depends how an Al or a Rob. Just depends the situation. But for a, you know a good stretch where you need some buckets, I think Derek White, Malcolm Brogdon will join Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Kristaps Porzingis. Porzingis we know can play the lone five. Can play next to another center. Good stretch, big option. That offensive firepower that that lineup can have. The shooting ability of White can continue to shoot at the clip he did last season. We know what Brogdon did: forty-five percent from deep. I'm going to guess around probably high 30s, maybe low 40s. We'll see from Brogdon next season. And then you have Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, two of the best scoring threats in the league. With Kristaps Porzingis, you can use as a screener. You can use as a play initiator. Really excited to see what this group can do with pick and pop opportunities and getting Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum in those sets. Just getting movement out of that group I think will be really important. But I think that is a potential closing line if we could see from the Celtics. Speaking of shooting, Sam Hauser, this is just one lineup, but I think Sam Hauser playing with, you know, one of the Jays or both of them, I think could be really fun. We saw some success, especially early on last season, but a good shooting lineup this team could throw out. Malcolm Brogdon, Sam Hauser, Jason Tatum, Al Horford, and Kristaps Porzingis. Five shooting threats, all from deep, anywhere on the floor. That could be a really fun lineup we could look at. 
Um, you, you, you know, you could put a Derek White in there, or, you know, switch out a Jason Tatum for a Jalen Brown. But Sam Hauser is going to be a really interesting piece off the bench. Uh, I think he's a rotation guy for sure. Uh, he was to start last season, kind of that role went away, went away towards the middle to end of the season. And then in the playoffs, we didn't really see Sam Hauser much. But if he can keep going on that upwards trajectory, keep being that defender that everyone wants to target, but no one can get by. Sam Hauser will have a very fun role with this group. And that's a fun lineup that can you know all five could shoot so that is a lineup we could see I think the non-Jason Tatum lineups is going to be really key as I said you know keeping Jalen Brown and Kristaps Porzingis together and having them play off one another is going to be really important to keep this team afloat while Jason Tatum is off the floor we saw this team struggle while he was off but you know a Brogdon or Derek White with Sam Hauser Jalen Brown Al Horford or Rob Williams and Kristaps Porzingis, just those non-Tatum lineups. I think they're going to feature Jalen Brown and Kristaps Porzingis a lot, but a Brogdon Hauser Brown Horford Porzingis lineup could be really a good one defensively. Um, you know, you may struggle with Brogdon and Hauser a bit, but pretty sound with Jalen Brown, Horford, and Porzingis. Offensively, you know, just the possibilities once again with Brown being a, you know a lead play initiator in that group. He's got some weapons around him at his disposal that he can kick out to. So that could be a fun non-Tatum lineup. The let's get big lineup. Uh, everyone was bringing this up on that thread last night. I, I mean, there's no really lead guard in this lineup, but Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, two ball handlers, but no, not a Derek White or Brogdon. Porzingis at the three, something Brad Stevens did bring up in an interview, so you never know. And then Al Horford and Rob Williams, the, the all chaos lineup. I just, if you give me 30 seconds of this, I'll, I'll be happy. Uh, I'm really hoping that we see that lineup at least once uh, all that size. Uh, that could be a fun one. Brissett, uh, another player with size. Very interested to see how they could use him. This is also a lineup Jordan Walsh could be featured in. Uh, Derek White, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, O'Shea Brissett, and then a Porzingis or Al. Because, um, you know, Brissett, not the best shooter i'm hoping that will come around probably not someone you'd play alongside rob uh defensively and rebounding wise i think would be good but for that lineup specifically at least to keep some floor spacing there um Brissette could be really good can play on the wing but we a willing rebounder he's going to crash the glass hard and a guy that can just move off the ball and get you easy points uh that's going to be really important movement uh, i hope is an emphasis not just for this lineup but for any lineup that the boston celtics put on the floor next season uh, and then a jordan walsh lineup uh, maybe a potential starting lineup uh, come february some guys are banged up al needs some rest rob is out brogdon can't go Derek white jalen brown jordan walsh jason tatum and christoph sporzingis i think jordan walsh his role moving forward is really going to depend how he does in training camp he showed what he can do in in the summer league was great 40% three point shooter. If that can continue, if that can translate, you know, with the big club, with uh, with the big leaguers, uh, that will be really important. So Jordan Walsh is going to be a fun piece in some of these lineups. The seven two wingspan, important defensively, but if he can shoot, that is a lineup I think we could see. So those are just some lineups I threw out there. I'm sure there are a lot of more combinations that we could get to, but if you got any. Shout us out on Twitter. Respond to this episode, the see us underscore podcast. But those are the lineup combinations I thought of. Thank you once again to Nate for the idea. But Joe Mazzula has a lot at his disposal. And we'll, I'm very interested to see some of the combinations we could see for the Boston Celtics this upcoming season. And that is going to do it for episode seven of the see us podcast. What a day for Boston sports. Not only Jalen Brown and he that extension. That's the biggest news of all. 
We start the morning. Patrice Bergeron retires. What an epic career. Great 20 years with the Boston Bruins. All-timer. Cannot wait to see his number retired. So we start off with that. 11 o'clock comes around. Jalen Brown inks his new Supermax contract extension. And then we have Kike Hernandez, you know, a, a heart and soul guy for the Boston Red Sox. That 2021 postseason was epic, but he has not been good since. So they do move on from him. They ship him back to Los Angeles, the Dodgers, where it started. And they get two relief pitchers. So very interested to see what uh, Heim Bloom and the Red Sox do at the trade deadline. Uh, that will not be discussed on this podcast. Celtics only, but um, always keeping up with the Boston sports. But what a day. Jalen Brown, the biggest news of all, inking that Supermax contract extension. We get that out of the way, and now we just we move on. Now it's all about Banner 18, and it's about the Jays moving forward. We're building around them, and, and this contract tells you that. Uh, Brad Stevens has a lot of trust in the Jays moving forward, so happy we get that done. That is off our backs. Peyton Pritchard, excited to see what he can do with the select team. Really good opportunity to prove himself against some really high-level players. Excited to see what he can do against Halliburton and Brunson and Reeves. So a big opportunity for fast PP. Uh, just a good, good chance to get in form right before training camp rolls around. So we'll see what he can do there. And then some lineup combinations. Uh, those were just, I think, maybe five or six, I think I rolled out there that came to my mind. Thank you once again to Nate at N-E-I-G-H-T underscore on Twitter. Follow him for all your Celtics content. Uh, and follow us at the see us underscore podcast on Twitter. Uh, just thank you so much for listening. Did just want to point out we are almost at 100 unique listeners. Only episode seven did not think we would be there already. Just really cool to see uh, the Spotify app just giving me the opportunity to kind of look at all the statistics and the listening um, just the listeners that we have um, every episode. So 95 unique listeners. We'll see if we can hit 100. But thank you so much for the support so far. We're seven episodes in. Uh, just happy we're seven episodes and I didn't know if we'd you know make it to one, two or three and then say, hey, this isn't for me, but I'm having a lot of fun with this. So thank you so much for listening along. That is going to do it for episode seven, the lone episode this week. We're only at on one episode per week so far until we get to training camp and things start to ramp up. So we'll see you again next week. Thank you once again for listening and we'll see you next time.